this is Kelly from Small Town America, Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And this is Sarah from Sydney, Australia. And this is Life, the World and Everything in Between, the podcast where we discuss our lives. And everything that exists in the world, those 15,000 kilometers, 9,600 miles in between. Today is episode five and somehow it is already August 2nd. We had used the first few episodes to do a lot with Plastic Free July. So I thought we should start today's episode with a Plastic Free July update to see how we use the waning days of the month for good or, you know, maybe fail. And then maybe we'll do a little postmortem at the end and talk about next steps. Sounds good. Yeah, great. Do you want to start with some of your uh, journal entries for the the end of July? I can if you want me to. Hmm. So I had one, actually I feel there's two, but uh, only one's popping up in the top of my head now. One big win this week, last week, I guess. So I am on chemotherapy pills. And I get a monthly cycle, which is three pills, and then I skip a week. So I get that shipped to me once a week. So I'm sure you're thinking three pills. Why would that be a conversation for Plastic Free July? So each pill comes on a piece of cardboard with a blister pack. And each piece of cardboard is maybe three inches by six inches. I don't know the centimeters, but anyway. And then each one of those cardboard pieces is in an individual box, which again is three inches by maybe an inch deep, six inches long. And then three boxes are put in another box. And then that box is put in a big shipping box and that's filled with shipping material. So sometimes it's peanuts, sometimes it's like plastic bubble wrap kind of stuff. And then depending on the weather, that box is often put inside a white styrofoam cooler and that is delivered to my house. Mm -hmm. So this goes on once a month for the past, I've been on this pill two years now. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot, it's a lot of waste. Let's, let's even take plastic free July out of it. It's a lot of waste for me to figure out what the hell to do with. Yeah, yeah. I have a cooler every week and I have these boxes and I have packing material. So last week they called with, or I guess it's two weeks ago now, they called with this month's shipment. And I said, I finally asked the question, like, is there any way we could pare down on some of this packing material? Mm -hmm. And the, the person who I talked to, which I don't think is a pharmacist, but didn't think they could do it, said that she'd speak with the pharmacist. And when I got my package in the mail last week, somebody drives it to my house and drops it off, but it was Mm. inside my door and it was the three little boxes in one box, which isn't that big. And it was in a bag in my door. So they didn't put it in the box with all the packing material. They didn't put it in the cooler. So I thought that was a huge win for society and for my trash yes absolute epic win like to think yeah that now like an extra box all of those peanuts or whatever and possibly a cooler 
has been saved because they've realised as well, like just from having that conversation, oh, hang on, actually maybe all of this stuff isn't really necessary. But you even brought up a good point when we were talking about it before, that if they do have to bring me the cooler, which I understand the one day it was 100 degrees here, which I think is like 37 mm-hmm. degrees yeah. for you. Yeah, I get that these, keep in mind, these are, each cycle of pills costs $12,000 as well. So these are expensive <laughs> pills. So <laughs> I get that putting them in a cooler filled with ice is saving my life. Right. And, and yep. saving yeah. So I get it. But you had suggested that maybe I asked them if they could take the box, the cooler back next time. Yeah, since, they're, since they're driving it to my house, if I leave the cooler for them, then I have two coolers in rotation at mm-hmm. all times. I'm like, well, that's an yeah. interesting thought. Yeah, and it sounds like they're open to those kind of conversations as well. So. Yeah, that was, hmm. you know, this is a specialty pharmacy that I've been using now for almost three years. And, you know, they've gone through changes. I used to get them FedEx to me and then UPS. And now, like I said, somebody drives them to my house. So I, they're open to change, apparently. So Yeah, um, which is great. I think it's a, it's a great thing to, you know, just these conversations sometimes can be yeah can be really productive so nice work and what did i tell you my other big win was oh gosh um yeah we talked about it i don't know was but it starbucks I tell- related <laughs> well no i have starbucks related fail the other day oh so i go to the one starbucks i go to a lot they know me i take my keep cup in now and Starbucks is not permitted to touch your cup. It's a whole policy, yeah. and that's fine. So when I go to the register, they know me. Typically, as I'm being rung up, somebody else is already making my drink, and then I take my cup over and they pour it in. Well, there was a new woman the other day, so I'm not paying attention to who's making my drink. So they ring me up. I go to the counter and put my keep cup down, and I see that she's making my iced tea in a plastic cup. Mm-hmm. And then she dumps the plastic cup into my keep cup. Yeah. And they're supposed to mix the iced tea in the shaker and then put it mm-hmm. in the grasping. And and she was probably new and you know, I wasn't going to cause a commotion. Mm-hmm. But and that only happened once. I've been there since and the other people did it right fine. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was kind of a, a slight fail. And then the other big fail I had, which I tried to, like my mom recycles and, and I know my mom thinks she's doing really good. Mm-hmm. I went to her house the other night and she always wants to give me her leftovers. Okay. Which I'm, fine, I'm, fine. I'm fine with leftovers. <laughs> I don't have to cook. Yeah. So I went the other day for dinner and she's like, oh, we have an extra, like there's leftover steak and there's this and there's that. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that. And finally, before I left, I'm like, yeah, give me it. So she (laughs) takes steak out of the refrigerator and it's already wrapped in a piece of aluminum foil. And then she had this like breakfast thing that she cooked and then didn't eat. And that was already in its container. Mm -hmm. And she, so I'm sitting there watching her talking to her she pulls out plastic wrap and wraps them both in plastic wrap and then puts them both in a plastic bag. And uh-huh. I, I, I'm sitting there watching her do it. Uh-huh. 
And it really just didn't even register until I picked up the bag to take it home. I'm like, well, that was really unnecessary. Yeah. 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 This, but, the thing that I'm, you know, blo that blows my mind a bit at the moment is this, this overpackaging. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's sort of crept in. I don't know when it became normal. Uh, but even like the other week, I, I went just to, there's a bakery quite close to my place. I bought a sandwich for lunch. And I managed to stop them from putting the sandwich in a tray. But what they wanted to do was put the sandwich on a piece of paper. And like we're not talking about plastic, but just overpackaging in general. And to put the sandwich on a piece of paper in a cardboard tray in a paper bag with a right. paper napkin. And I'm like, it's a sandwich. It's a not mm -hmm. a goddamn diamond. Like, do we need this much packaging? It's um, it's really sort of crept in as a like. It made me think of that scene out of the movie Love Actually where Rowan Atkinson is like wrapping up the parcel in the in the department store and then he's like putting in pop puree and like glitter and, you know, stuff while the guy's like, sorry, I have to get on with it. It's like, but yeah, totally over that, the top. That happened. So my sister and I spent Saturday together. We had a lovely day together and as we're driving, I left my car at her house and as we're driving back to her house, she's like, oh, can we please stop at that little store? There's this little store not far from her house that I've never been to because every time she's gone to take me, it's always closed. She's like, let's see if they're open. And they were open. So we go into this little store. It's not my speed, but it's all like cottagey mm -hmm. stuff and she loves mm -hmm. it and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And we had the dog and the woman loved the dog. So that's all good. But my sister bought three candles. My sister loves okay. candles. Mm -hmm. All this sounds good so far. And I, yeah. as, as my sister's finishing shopping, I take the dog out. The dog and I go back in. And this woman is wrapping up my sister's three candles. And she wrapped each candle in a piece of tissue paper and taped it shut. And then mm -hmm. put, the, the candles were in like reusable jars. And then she put each of the three candles in one bag at least but mm -hmm. then she put extra tissue paper in the bag like it was a gift and then she put ribbon on the candles and gave it to my sister and it wasn't a gift my sister didn't say gift wrap this for me please yeah 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 and it just seemed like a little overdone i agree yeah, it's, yeah. and i'm sure that's her thematic how she wants a package to leave her business Right, exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of this comes down to their idea of what is good customer service, um, whereas actually finding out what the customer wants is, is possibly a little bit more well, <laughs> productive. This, yeah. this woman's premise for her business is everything is upcycled. Mm. So she uses... That's even more bizarre. Right, that she yeah. was in the back tearing apart old uh, window frames and sanding them down and repainting them and making them picture frames. Like that's, huh. that's the premise of her business is like crafty oh upcycled things. But yet she used all this paper to package my sister's candles that clearly yeah. my sister was using for her own good and didn't right. need all that extra paper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I'd love to get inside people's brains a bit more to understand it. Um, it's definitely interesting, especially when it is like a, you know, an eco-minded business. Right. And there's a kind of disparity. 
um, yeah, tricky. And I'm sure, you know, if you saw the bag, the bag looked like it was, it was like rough brown, probably recycled mm-hmm. paper and mm-hmm. the tissue paper wasn't like bright and shiny and new. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that's her look. But again, it was a bunch of wasted, yeah. a bunch of wasted paper. Yeah. I don't know. We may have talked about this before, but I do see this tendency, especially in my work when I'm working with businesses, this tendency to swap, you know, to get rid of the single-use plastic but swap it for a more eco-friendly alternative. It's like, yeah, but do we need to swap one for one? Can we not reduce a bit before we go there? Um, Yeah. So that we're actually not just replacing one single-use item with another single-use item, but actually minimizing our usage altogether. You know, I had lunch with a friend last week. I just remembered this. And cute little restaurant. We ate there. So everything was plates, utensils. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. nothing was disposable. But I don't think either of us realized that the restaurant closed at 4 o'clock or something. Uh, So we were sitting there. And at one point, my friend says, you know, we kept asking, are you okay if we're still sitting here while you clean up? They're like, you're fine, you're fine. And then my friend said, do you mind, do you still have any tea left? Can we get a refill? Mm -hmm. And apparently refills are included. They're like, oh, yeah, we never refilled you guys up. So I think they're going to go get a pitcher to refill up our glasses. And they come out with two plastic takeaway cups filled with iced tea. But then the straw is very noticeably Mm eco-friendly. But the the plastic cups were very noticeably plastic cups, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I thought that was. And I've seen, you know, my coffee shop has the cups that if you pour hot water on them, they disintegrate. I forget what he calls them. Um, But they have a different feel to them. These were very obviously plastic cups. Okay, so let's... I just thought that was an interesting dynamic, that the plastic cup and the eco-friendly straw. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the packaging for a little bit because this is something that I find interesting and seeing, like, new things emerge that are meant to be more eco-friendly but aren't necessarily. So, you know, sort of talking about your cup, what what is the recycling like where you are in terms of what I mean is, like, in Australia, when we have bioplastic cups, um, not like what your um, your favourite coffee shop has that obviously are probably home compostable and, yeah, definitely right. easy to, to break back down into their, yeah, natural um, state, whatever. Um, but we have a lot of, like, this cornstarch-based bioplastic like hard cups they look exactly the same as plastic cups um, but in order to break them down they're like they need to to go into a commercial composting facility you can't compost it at home also you can't put it in the recycling so if you put that into like plastics recycling it's not going to get recycled so it's like okay we're at a step that's away from single-use plastic like you know less of the harmful chemicals and that kind of thing but the the end of its life is still a bit messy in terms of getting rid of it and it's probably just ending up in landfill. So the reason I asked, like, what your recycling is like is, like, if those plastic cups from the cafe 
could be recycled versus an alternative that would end up in landfill. Um, you know, maybe that was their their rationale in choosing that, even though they've gone for the eco-friendly straw. So two comments on that. One, mm. I was that I met a friend in Pittsburgh. So that was nowhere near where I live. So okay. sorry, I brought brought the cup home. So I don't know what urban Pittsburgh does, but mm-hmm. I know what the town I live in does and and I hear you talk all the time about oh soft plastics go here and this Mm -hmm. plastic goes Mm -hmm. there my garbage pickup once a week they come and just get trash and then every other week there's another complete huge garbage can that's supposed to be with recyclables but there's no guidance on what that means oh so my thought is that it's all going to the same place yeah we don't have a soft plastic versus this plastic and this number. And, and I know you guys, you can take your certain things to the grocery store and, and drop them at Woolies mm. and stuff like that. Maybe in other towns they have that or in urban yeah. environments, but yeah. not in the town of Greensburg, Pennsylvania. We do not okay. have any of the sort. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, but I do also like to, you know, acknowledge that, part of the part of the change is good like that they've they've at least changed to the eco-friendly straws so like yeah it's this like gray area and imperfect approach that we often talk about um which i think is okay like do the bit that you can do like maybe there's not a viable option for the cups part yet um you know maybe there is a little bit more engagement oh like hey did you know that we're actually leaving so we can get you more tea um, but we'll have to give it to you in a to-go cup. Is that okay? Um, and did I? I should have mentioned that I probably more than likely had my Starbucks cup on the table. Right. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think as it becomes more in people's consciousness. And um, when I was chatting with uh, a lady in Cambodia the other week, yeah, you know, started talking about one of my one of my other sort of like yeah interesting topics, which is our reticular activation system which is when we you know like our brain filters out so much because her question to me was do you think other people notice like the the litter on the side of the road and whatever the same way we do and I'm like no I don't think they do I think until it becomes part of their consciousness until it becomes something that their brain starts to filter in um they don't see it the same way that we do because we've already shifted our thinking to focus on this as a topic so Right, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. like we talked about every week this month, it's it's the baby steps and progress is good, but it's Absolutely. still shocking to me how unconscious and even I am sometimes. You know, like I said, I'm sitting there talking to my mom as I'm watching her use all this plastic and not even mm-hmm. thinking, not even thinking. And my yeah. mother has reusable containers. It's not like right. She has- well, here's the problem, though. My mother has reusable containers, and every time she gives me one, she says, I want this back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And she knows I never give them back, which is why oh. she doesn't give, which is why she doesn't <laughs> give me anymore. Uh-huh. So I can't uh-huh. even blame her for that because she knows yeah. I, I have a hard time returning them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe mm. that's something I'll strive for in the future. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I take them back, she'll give me another one. Right, right, exactly, yeah. And if I don't take them back, I don't get another one. 
if the um the container that is might be too late now but if the container that the, the breakfast thing was in even if it was like a reused takeaway container maybe you could try taking that back <laughs> as a practice <laughs> um no i actually do have a couple of her reusable containers that i can take back to her next week okay no and get, her to, get her to refill them for me yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit. I know okay. with Zero Waste, Zero Waste Australia the other day, right? Uh, it was Zero Waste Cambodia, actually. Oh, yeah. so off with the country. That's okay. No, you're on, on theme. Um, thank you. Uh, no, I was really excited, actually, because um, I first met Sachenda online uh, she was actually like living and studying in, um, oh gosh, now I'm having a mental blank, Hungary. Okay. Uh, and so I, I interviewed her on the PFC uh, Facebook Live when I was still in Cambodia. And since then, obviously, I've moved to Australia and she's moved back to Cambodia. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was like this really, really nice thing. And uh, she does these monthly talks. Uh, in Khmer, which is the Cambodian language, and um, she invited me to be a guest on her show. So it was it was very cool. I got myself all geared up to try and do some uh, introductions in Khmer, and um, that all fell away. And I just <laughs> to English, uh, but it was yeah, it was a really great session, and that was on. Uh, my Saturday evening, the 31st of July. So it was a beautiful, like, bookend for Plastic Free July. Yeah. Very nice. And you have yeah. another talk coming up, you said? Yeah, I do. So um, this one is, it, well, they're all online at the moment, of course, um, because I'm still in the lockdown and that's just going to be perpetual until I let you know I'm free. Um <laughs> Uh, so that one's going to be on the 16th of August and that's with uh, an eco-ethical conscious co-working space that just uh, started up mm, with maybe like maybe not quite six months ago. Um, but they're really, you know, determined to be this hub of goodness, um, which is great, like in a physical space. I've been there for talks, uh, well, a talk before um, before all of this this current stuff uh and now they're doing a like a heap of online talks and they invited me to do a talk um for their audience which is really great so that's yeah that's coming up on the 16th of august uh i think it's like mid-morning time sydney time and you'll, put the link in the, you'll put the yeah. link in the show notes yeah i will yeah very cool yeah oh very cool so i think i think we had a successful Plastic Free July, do you agree? I think you had a very successful Plastic Free July. I have enjoyed so much hearing about the stories and the engagement and you've, um, I think you've, you've gone, you might be surprised to see this, but I think you've gone beyond because you've really, really? brought other, yeah, you've brought other people into the story. I know at the very beginning for me, I was just like, I'm just going to do this thing. Um, sure, the people that I saw in the office every day were like, oh, you know, what are you doing? Or if we go out for lunch, I'm like, oh, I need to remember my keep cup or um, can we dine in because I'm doing Plastic Free July. But other than that, I didn't really, I definitely didn't feel confident to talk with 
sellers or anything like that, like you've done, like you've you've had conversations with many of the places that you've um, bought things from. And I think that's, yeah, that's huge and really fantastic. So it just starts to have that trickle on effect. So, yeah. Awesome, well, that, well, that makes me happy that I succeeded. <laughs> I know this was not about perfection and, and no. the, whole, the whole goal is carrying forward with, hmm. you know, my keep cups and, mm-hmm. and asking the questions when I, I'm back to eating out a lot and not cooking. So what does that look like? And yeah, not getting as much packaging when I eat out because I don't see me starting to cook again anytime soon. And just what does that look like? And I have to just sort of yeah. keep that in, in my framework. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like the stats from Plastic Free July, I may have mentioned previously, but, you know, majority of people that do Plastic Free July, those habits then become, you know, a way of life. And I certainly see how you've incorporated taking your, your two Starbucks cups with you when you go out. That's like that's now become a part of how you how you live. So it's awesome. And um, I look forward to, yeah, hearing other things that you pick up. We'll see how I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, I do it touch- sounds like you've got like a, a whole lot of people in your life that are sort of along these lines as well uh, that you'll start to notice what they're doing, even though they're very um, – you know, nonchalant about what they do, I think you'll notice because this is on your radar and that will start to, yeah, help you go right. forward too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I do. Hmm. But before we wrap up, I do want to ask you, I know you had been raising money during the free July for a couple nonprofits. Do you want to touch yeah. on that just real quick? Yeah, I do. Yeah, around um, so early to mid-June, I thought, how can I, you know, Plastic Free July is something that I started even though it's not my campaign, but I started um, running when I was in Cambodia. And so I have, you know, this strong connection to Cambodia and they've been doing it so tough with the pandemic. And I'm like, you know what, I'm dedicating July to some organisations that I've just seen show up. Like they're amazing organisations even before the pandemic, but in the pandemic they've just shown up and just given so much to their communities. So I'm like, this is something that I can do. So um, the three organisations are uh, ABCs and Rice, which is a school and, you know, they weave in a, a bit of like nutrition. They have a belief that, you know, if you're, if you're hungry, you can't sort of concentrate on learning and if you can't learn, then you can't break the cycle of poverty. And they're one of the, well, not, not even one of, they are literally the first organisation that I got to know when I, before I even moved to Cambodia, I met them on a, 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 an earlier trip. Um, and seeing how they adapted even when schools have been closed to ensuring that their community get food and got, got uh, getting through like this continues this isn't this hasn't been this has been going for them since January last year to make sure their community is is getting through with everything that's changed because of the pandemic so I think it's it's remarkable and the second one is Eco Soap Bank. So they're a little bit bigger. They, they operate in multiple countries, um, but their Cambodian office was just around the corner from my house uh, when I was living in Siem Reap and, you know, really got to know them because the hotel industry is huge in Cambodia. Tourism is a big thing, was. 
and so they would take, you know, those bars of soap, you stay in a hotel, you use a bar of soap for a couple of days, and then it goes in the bin. So they sort of got in and they're like, well, we can use this soap, we can sanitize it. And, um, you know, they, they clean it up, sanitize it, chop it up and reform it into bars. Um, so it was, yeah, new soap again, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then that would they would use to help people start up micro businesses and also use it as a platform to teach about hand hygiene. So I just think that's pretty cool in itself. And through the pandemic, they've also been doing fundraisers. Um, when everything blew up in a very bad way in India, they were donating soap and sanitizer and face masks and everything over there. And they continue just to do their work throughout um, most of Asia, I think it is. So, um, yeah really really like amazing and I think that also ties in with you know what's needed right now like a lot of um, these places you know maybe hand hygiene or knowledge of that isn't uh, super high mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah supporting that work to help people stay safe when we've got this new virus that we're figuring out um, is is pretty exceptional Very cool. and the final one is Haven Cambodia and I know that we had a, a meal there once or twice. Um, so Haven Cambodia is a hospitality training restaurant. Um, the owners and founders had been visiting in Cambodia and they saw, you know, what anyone who's been there knows, um, you know, the huge sort of orphanage system that's there and they thought, okay, so these kids get kicked out of the orphanage once they're adults then what happens? Like they haven't necessarily learnt life skills or um, how to even go about getting a job or anything like that. So they decided to start Haven as a way to help them transition to their future lives. So they do like front of house training, but they also, the big part of what they do is cooking. Uh, So teaching them skills in the kitchen and during their uh, training program, which is usually for a year, they will uh, live on site uh, well, like at a, there's a separate place to the restaurant. They live there. They're like um, housed, fed uh, and taken care of while they're going through the training program. Um, and that in itself is, is fantastic. They're also like very big supporters of uh, Plastic Free, which is great. Uh, they were my very first uh, client, I guess, even though... Um, yeah, they, they helped me pave the way and set up the training program that, you know, became so influential over there. And um, through the pandemic, they actually kept their trainees on for an entire extra year because they knew that there were not as many jobs available. A lot of the hotels have closed, which is where often they help them go to get um, chef jobs. Um, so they kept them on for an extra year so that they were housed and fed and weren't thrown thrown into the system where there were very few jobs around to go for. So I think, you know, they've been extremely remarkable as well. Um, very so, cool. Yeah, the three organisations and I raised uh, just under $1,200 Australian. Which um, goes a long way in Canada. Yeah, it does. It does. So, yeah. Very, very cool. Thanks. Well, it's a success yeah. for everybody. Yes, absolutely. No, it was a... A great July and I think especially I was a bit shaky at the beginning with uh, Sydney going into this lockdown Um, but in reflection I'm like it was a pretty awesome month. Hmm. So now that Plastic Free July is over we still have this podcast 
We do. <laughs> at yeah. least, you know, we, we don't want to end season one at five episodes. No. <laughs> be sure. So we are going to spend the next couple episodes talking about the sustainable development goals, which I don't know if those are common knowledge goals, but the sustainable development goals were developed by the UN in what, 2015, correct? Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. <laughs> 17 goals developed yes. by the UN in 2015 with the goal of these with the goal of these goals, which doesn't sound right. <laughs> but the idea is that these sustainable development goals will be throughout the global part world by 2030. And the idea that if these goals are not populated throughout the world by 2030, our world is not going to be in very good shape. So the purpose of these sustainable development goals is to sustain the development of (laughs) the world. So we are going to spend the next few episodes talking about the sustainable development goals, because it's something that you and I talk about on a not a regular basis, but it infiltrates our thoughts pretty yeah. regularly. Yeah. And all the goals are interconnected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we talk about sustainability, you talk, you know, your your goal is a lot of environmental sustainability. Mm-hmm. My goals and, and the things that I research are more based on economic sustainability and urban environments and things like that, but they're all interwoven. Yeah, totally. So so we'll spend some time, starting next episode, talking about the sustainable development goals, the overarching purpose, the, you know, the, uh, what am I looking for? The common themes? Is that Mm -hmm. a good way to say? So, you know, instead of talking about each one individually, just the common themes that are intermingled among the sustainable development goals and how... We can use those in our life going forward as I continue to think about being plastic free. Awesome. Love it. I'm really looking forward to those conversations. All right. Then we will pick this up next week. Fantastic. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Have a good day. You too. See ya. All right. Good night. Bye.